For the past two decades, Disney's reputation in the LGBTQ community has been stellar. It was one of the first Fortune 500 companies to offer same-sex couple benefits, and tens of thousands of people attend their unofficial gay days. It's my first gay, it's our first gay days. It's going to be fun. We have a big group of us going and um, a big group of gays. More and more out characters are appearing in television shows, movies, and cartoons. But critics now say Disney has thrown away all that goodwill. Just another thing to blame on Florida man. A Florida man. How badly did a 28-year-old Florida man want to go to Hooters? Florida. I'm Gustavo Arellano. You're listening to The Times, daily news from the LA Times. It's Tuesday, March 22nd, 2022. Today, how an anti-LGBTQ bill in the Sunshine State got Disney all goofy or dopey or Mickey Mousey or whatever old school character you want to use as a metaphor for the company's stumbles. Disney employees are starting walkouts starting Tuesday, March 15th, every day until the 22nd. Many employees at Disney did a walkout yesterday in response to Disney's handling of Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill. Stand in support of the 750,000 employees that are staging a walkout in opposition of the Don't Say Gay Bill. Disney LGBTQ workers are protesting what they say is their company's weak response to Florida's so-called Don't Say Gay Bill. Their biggest walkout is planned for today. And my colleague Ryan Fonder has been on the story from the start. Ryan, welcome to The Times. Thanks for having me on. Okay, so before we talk about Disney's troubles, we should probably explain what this Florida don't say gay bill is about. So go for it. The parental rights and education bill, which is what it's formally called, is meant to limit classroom instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity. Florida's Republican-dominated legislature has passed a bill to forbid instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity in kindergarten through third grade. And opponents say it's written vaguely enough that it would quash discussion in higher grades as well. It would allow parents to sue school districts for violations. And supporters say, what's the big deal? This is really about third graders and younger kids who don't really need to be learning about transgender issues anyway. But critics say, hold on, what happens when a kid comes to school and says, my friend Billy says he has two dads, what's that about? A teacher might get sued if he or she addresses that question and says, actually, it's totally normal. So that's why they call it a don't say gay bill. So what's its current status? Well, it passed the Florida legislature and the state's Republican governor, Ron DeSantis, has strongly signaled that he plans to sign it into law. So it looks like this is going to happen. And how did Disney, of all companies, get all wrapped up in this? A somewhat cruel irony for Disney is that the company and its leadership didn't want to be involved. Or more accurately, the company CEO, Bob Chapek, didn't want to get into it publicly, believing, I think sincerely and perhaps naively, that this matter is not directly related to Disney's business. But he faced growing pressure from employees to speak out on Florida, where they, of course, operate a gigantic theme park where they're one of the biggest private employers with tens of thousands of employees at Walt Disney World. So recently he sent a memo to staff explaining his silence, saying that corporate statements, quote, do very little to change outcomes or minds and instead are often weaponized by one side or the other, to further divide and inflame. He didn't want Disney to become a political football, as he put it. Uh, And then, naturally, all hell broke loose. Yeah, Chapik's still relatively new to the job, so he's still trying to get his own employees to trust him. 
He definitely misjudged just how important this issue was to many of Disney's cast members, uh, which include many artists, animators, writers, many of whom are gay or at least gay-friendly. Disney has a lot of cachet with the LGBT community, after all, and he certainly appears to have not expected writers for their own shows to come out publicly and denounce his outwardly neutral stance on this. He didn't seem to realize that by not making a statement publicly, he was speaking volumes to certain people. The folks who believe they would be most affected by this bill say it's not about politics, it's about human rights and creating a safe environment for gay kids in their schools where they might not necessarily have a lot of support at home. On the flip side, I mean, Chapek is dealing with a very large company with 200,000 employees, and many of those people presumably are socially conservative or at least center-right. So he's probably trying to think about that as well. Now, Chapek has since said he was against the bill all along and had tried to work behind the scenes to get it stopped. That obviously did not work. In fact, uh, when he disclosed that, it seemed to make employees even angrier. Why stay behind the scenes when Disney has such a powerful public Public voice. And then finally, he sent a full mea culpa to staff saying some something CEOs rarely say, which is, I am sorry. And he promised to pause all political donations to Florida while the company reassesses its approach to advocacy and political giving. Damn. Now that Disney has publicly condemned this bill, of course, the governor in Florida, Ron DeSantis, has exactly what he wants. He can use Disney as a punching bag and say he's standing up to this big woke corporation that is trying to impose Hollywood values on Florida's population. It's very much a virtue signal to his base in a way. And Disney's mess has given him additional ammo for that attack. Coming up after the break, how Disney went from the ultimate cishet values company to an LGBTQ friendly one and how that reputation is now in jeopardy. Welcome back. Ryan, Disney has long presented itself as this paragon of, quote, family values, which was for decades code for the heteronormative nuclear family. But that never stopped the LGBT community from embracing Disney's products. For sure. And just, you know, at the risk of generalizing a little bit, the gay community has long gravitated towards Disney movies over the decades, sometimes in a somewhat ironic camp sort of way, but also very earnestly because of the broad strokes be yourself messaging in the films, the full on incorporation of Broadway musical style into the animated movies of the 1990s. And let's be real, there's been a long and well documented history of queer coded characters in Disney Renaissance titles, especially among the villains, Ursula, Jafar, Scar. Ursula was literally inspired by a drag queen. So it's all been there for years. But at the same time, you're right. Disney Parks prohibited same-sex dancing until the mid-80s. So it's a very complicated history. So the ban on gay dancing in the parks was lifted in 1985. Later in the early 90s, there started to be these annual gay day celebrations at Disney parks, you might remember. These were not officially sanctioned or sponsored by the company. In fact, early on, there would sometimes be warnings posted outside the parks on these particular days that gays would be inside. Kind of (laughs) darkly funny in retrospect. 
But the company's attitude evolved to saying, you know what? Anyone can buy a ticket to Disneyland, and this is bringing a lot of people in, so why not? This sort of tacit support drew a lot of condemnation from religious and conservative groups that saw this as Disney embracing and supporting the gay lifestyle, and I put that in big air quotes. Outside the gates of the Magic Kingdom, about 100 members of the group Operation Rescue railed against what they say is Disney's endorsement of the homosexual lifestyle. Operation Rescue leader, Flip Bennett. They don't want anybody to bother the parading of this horrible lifestyle that brings death to those who practice it. In 1997, Michael Eisner on 60 Minutes defended Gay Day, saying its religious critics were nuts. Uh, everyone is welcome at Disney. That was the same year Ellen DeGeneres came out as lesbian on her show on ABC, uh, which was owned by Disney and still is. Around this time, Disney was also offering healthcare benefits to gay partners of its employees. And while Disney wasn't out there releasing Brokeback Mountain or anything, it was pretty low-key supportive at a time when not everybody was. Disney spokesman Bill Warren says the company doesn't endorse any lifestyle. We have a strong policy against discrimination, and we think we have a product that should be enjoyed by everyone universally. It's that history, then, that has Disney employees, a lot of them right now, feeling betrayed by Chapek's slow reaction to Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill. And a lot of the criticism has been very public. What has it been? Yeah, very public and unusually so for Disney, which is known for having a very tight ship and running a place where people are very loyal. People join Disney wanting to have been there for for years. This is a lifetime goal for some people. So for the reaction to be as public as it has been is pretty extraordinary. And in their words, they are disappointed and hurt. Uh, Dana Terrace, who created a groundbreaking Disney Channel show, The Owl House, posted a video where she accused the CEO of using flowery language to shut people up while not changing their actual policies. It's honestly hard to talk about this stuff. I'm someone who had a hard time coming to terms with my queerness until my mid-20s because of stuff like this, because I thought I shouldn't exist, because no one even told me I had the option of existing. Benjamin Seaman, who worked on the DuckTales reboot, also spoke up publicly, demanding that Disney stop giving to politicians that supported the bill. And this is a key demand for a lot of these folks. I'm Ben Seaman, and I am a cartoon television writer. And yes, Seaman is how you say my last name. And yes, middle school sucked. Uh, And if that wasn't already enough going against me, I was a super clearly awkward gay kid that was just trying to figure out who he was. And anytime you're different in school, uh, you're probably prone to get picked on and you're searching for answers, wondering if there is something wrong with you. And luckily, I had a teacher that was very kind and talked to me about it and let me know that there wasn't anything wrong with being gay. And it made a huge impact on my life. If the Don't Say Gay Bill passes in Florida, that would have never happened to me. A key part of the uh, Chapik early statement that upset people was that Disney could change hearts and minds with diverse content. That was this argument that we are going to change hearts and minds with our movies and our TV shows. Well, where are those movies and TV shows? Where are those gay lesbian characters in Disney movies? A blink and you miss it same sex kiss in the background shot of a Star Wars movie is not going to cut it. And then if it couldn't get any worse for Chapek, on February 24th, his predecessor, Bob Iger, he tweeted that if Florida's bill passed, quote, this bill will put vulnerable young LGBTQ people in jeopardy. 
Man, that one was harsh. It was like the former Pope criticizing the current Pope. <laughs> Why was Iger's tweet so important? Why did it resonate so much? Yeah, the Pope reference is actually pretty on point because Iger is so revered by some in Hollywood because of everything he did at Disney that you could call him a mouse messiah. Fans can expect a new feature film, Star Wars Episode Seven, in theaters worldwide in 2015. He was so transformational with the acquisitions of Pixar, Marvel, and Lucasfilm. Today, I am happy to announce that Disney has agreed to acquire Marvel Entertainment. He really made this company what it is today in a lot of ways. But yeah, his tweet didn't mention Chapik by name, but it gave people an opening to say, hey, talk to your boy. And in a way, it's awkward, right? Chapik no longer has to worry about running a public company. He's sort of unshackled in a way. It's easy for him to say what he believes now. Chapik presumably has employees that uh, do not agree with uh, that point of view. Iger ran Disney for 15 years, you have to remember. During that time, he spoke out and threatened to pull Marvel Productions out of Georgia over anti-gay and anti-abortion legislation in the state. Iger, at one point, seriously contemplated running for president. Compare that with Chapik, who's been in the job for two years, but Iger was still around until the end of last year. So he's, Chapik is basically a brand new CEO. Iger is still casting a very long shadow. More after the break. And we're back with my LA Times colleague, film business reporter, Ryan Fonder. So Ryan, there's other bills like the Florida bill specifically targeting transgender people popping up in other states across the country. How is Hollywood production, which is nationwide, how's the rest of the industry reacting to those types of bills? Well, it's actually pretty quiet for now. In fact, some people have pointed out that Comcast, which owns Universal Studios in Florida, also has donated to politicians that co-sponsored and sponsored this Don't Say Gay bill. And they have said nothing and haven't gotten any of this flack for it. Now, Georgia also has a very culture war wedge issue type of legislation in the works and, and in place, and some of it's gummed up in courts. And companies often say they will pull out productions from those states if that stuff ever goes into law. Now, that's a little bit of a dodge, or at least gives the company some wiggle room, because if those bills are signed by the governors in those states, they still might be gummed up by the the court system. So it could be a very, very long time before anyone has to be called to the floor to say, well, did you actually pull Marvel out of Florida or were you just saying that? And back to Disney, what do you know about the upcoming Disney employee walkout? The organizers are anonymous so far, and their actions have not exactly been sanctioned by the more official LGBTQ employee groups within Disney. It's very reminiscent of the Dave Chappelle situation at Netflix in that there were some trans employees who protested and were able to bring uh, a lot of press attention to their cause and get their CEO or their co-CEO, Ted Sarandos, to apologize for his the way he handled uh, the employee situation at Netflix. What do you think Bob Chapek needs to do to win back trust from those Disney employees who are angry at him? It's really hard to say. The company has already caved to many of the demands brought by LGBTQ 
Q groups. You know, they've uh, promised to reevaluate their political giving policies. People care about this issue. We'll be watching that very closely to see, okay, was this a three-month pause and then everything just goes back to normal? Or is this a, or is this a you know, true reevaluation or a reset where we think about how we give to politicians and what impacts that might have on people in Florida? So given everything that Disney has gone through, how do you think other Fortune 500 companies are going to respond when their workers demand that their bosses take a political stance? We've already seen several examples of companies that have faced sustained protests by employees who want their corporate masters to reflect their values in public. Spotify CEO Daniel Ek faced a lot of questions from employees over Joe Rogan's podcast. And certain policies, if were not radically changed, then at least aired out and clarified in public. And a lot of those protests against him were not necessarily uh, aired out on social media, but they were definitely happening internally. And I suspect CEOs are looking at this new socially conscious and internet savvy generation of workers and trying to anticipate what issues are going to get them on the wrong side of the Twitter buzzsaw. I'm sure there are some companies that would like to say, if you don't like our policies, then there's the door. But that can be hard for a very public-facing entertainment company or brand like Disney that holds itself up as standing for certain values. How big of a hit do you think Disney has taken with the LGBTQ community? It's really hard to say. Uh, Disney fans are so loyal. The problem with every social media related controversy, and this is certainly one of them, is how do you know if the most vocal contingent of people speaking out on any given issue is representative of a whole group? Headlines tend to have a flattening effect in these things, and Disney employees are organizing a walkout, yes, but how many? What kind of traction are they getting? Disney is sometimes seen to be fairly impervious to controversy. I mean, think about how long they had Splash Mountain with the song from Song of the South. <laughs> yeah, that that was a trip. I mean, the fact that they even did that film, ay, 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 it's just bad. So Disney's problematic in many ways, but yeah, people still love it. But finally, to end on the love, who are some of your favorite gay or queer-coded Disney characters? Oh, it's Ursula. I mean, I mean, it, it's it's a pretty uh, that that one's pretty generally <laughs> that's one's pretty well known. I mean, like literally based on Divine, it's great. Uh, she's incredible. The vocal performance, the song, like it's all it's all there. It's awesome. Ryan, thank you so much for this conversation. Good to talk to you, Gustavo. And that's it for this episode of The Times, daily news from the LA Times. Tomorrow, how a medieval Slavic prince helps explain why Vladimir Putin is so obsessed with seizing Ukraine. Kinsey Moreland was a hef on this episode, and our show is produced by Shannon Lynn, Denise Guerra, Kasha Brasalian, Ashley Brown, and Angel Carreras. Our engineer is Mario Diaz. Our editor is Kinsey Moreland. Our executive producers are Hasmin Aguilera and Shawnee Hilton. And our theme music is by Andrew Epen. Like what you're listening to? Then make sure to follow The Times on whatever platform you use. Don't make us to Puccia Podcasts. And hey, if you like the show, do me and the producers a favor. Tell three of your friends about us right now. Text them a link to our show, to this episode, to previous favorite episodes. Hook the homies up, you know? Thanks in advance. And me, I'm Gustavo Ariano, of course. We'll be back tomorrow with all the news in this madre. Gracias. <laughs>